This podcast is brought to you by MediShare, affordable and biblical health care sharing. Visit MediShare.com slash unpacking it. You deserve affordable, reliable health care. It's MediShare. Welcome to the weekly Unpacking It Facebook Live podcast, where we unpack the very latest in sports, faith, and life. Now, from Charlotte, North Carolina, from his mouth to your ears, here is Bryce Johnson. Welcome to the Unpacking It Live podcast presented by MetaShare, our newest partner here on the podcast and here at Unpacking It Ministries. I will tell you all about them in just a moment. For the next hour, we will unpack sports, faith, and life with the Unpacking It community of sports fans Be sure to subscribe to our podcast in Apple, Spotify, or anywhere you find your podcasts. Also, check out our YouTube page. You can watch the video of this show live, or you can watch it later. And and you can also watch clips from this show, uh, as well as our guest interviews. So be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. And also, in just a little bit, we will do our Unpack This segment, where we take a current sports story related to the Bible, related to our own lives, and, and you can subscribe to receive the written version of Unpack This in your email inbox Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Uh, and, and so you can check that out on unpackingit.com. Today's topic, I'm doing it. I'm talking kickers. That's right. We're going to talk about how kickers have to occupy their mind right before a big kick. And so we will discuss how that translates into our own lives. And I've got a clip uh, that that inspired this conversation. So we will share that uh, in just a little bit as well. Uh, we'll do I'm Convinced Today all about Halloween. It was a big Halloween at, at my household, and so we've got some stories to share today. Uh, Want to hear some of your insight and input as well. Uh, but there's so much to get into uh, in the sports world, especially coming coming out of Sunday's NFL games and, and last night, of course, with Dallas getting a big win. And we got to hear Luke's thoughts. He's a, he's a diehard Cowboys fan, so, so he'll jump in in a moment uh, with his boy Cooper Rush getting the victory. My Panthers got the win. Still a weird game, and Sam Darnold going down makes things interesting. Uh, but then, you know, we saw some, some intriguing wins yesterday. I, I think teams like New England and Pittsburgh winning and staying in the mix makes things very interesting in the NFL. And then now all of a sudden we question some of the teams that we thought were up and coming teams like the Browns, like the Chargers, like the Bengals. They lost to the Jets. And you know what I realized yesterday? You know who the head coach of the New York Jets is? And we can say hello to Luke. It's Chris Daughtry. Chris Daughtry is the head coach of the New York Jets. And I, I, you know, I love his music. I love his new album. I've been listening to the album. I had no idea he was coaching the New York Jets, but they got the win yesterday. Uh, so congrats to Chris Daughtry. That was, uh, that was impressive. So it, it just hit me yesterday. Robert Sala looks like Chris Daughtry. Have you, have you noticed this? You know, I can't say I have, but we've got to talk about Chris Daughtry. And I, when I, so when I interned in Charlotte, Bryce informed me of Chris Daughtry's Christian band he was in 
And you went to element. a concert and they did a what? I never went to a concert, but I had okay, their, okay. I had I had the but, song on my computer. But they ha- I can't remember the name of the song, but they have a it's Part not quite stuff. screamo, but it's it's a hard rock Christian cover. And it's, it's awesome. It's very good. It's very, very good. So yes. I, anyway, I'm a Chris Daughtry fan. But yeah, Shout uh, out to Chris Daughtry. It, it, I'm never going to be able to look at the Jets head coach the same ever again now that you have you yeah. have publicized this lookalike. Yeah, he's coming home, coming home. Um, so uh, so anyway, big win for the Jets. So, so we'll get into all that. But the big news that we want to start off today's show talking about is our newest partnership with MediShare. And, and so I'm fired up about this because my wife and I, we've, we've been thankful to be members of MediShare uh, for, for over five years. And, and so MediShare has provided us with an affordable and effective way to pay for health care. And so as somebody in ministry, this is a, a wonderful you know, option for us. And, and so right now is, is, is open enrollment. And so MediShare is an innovative health care solution for Christians looking to save money without sacrificing on quality. And so they're the nation's largest healthcare sharing community. So MediShare members take comfort in knowing their eligible medical expenses will be shared by their community. And, and so uh, I'm excited about this partnership and excited to, to tell you more uh, about MediShare uh, over the, the, the coming weeks. They're going to be a part of the show, a part of the, uh, the devotional as well. And, and so you can uh, check out uh, our website, unpackingit.com slash partners uh, to, to find out more information there. And, and again, we'll continue to, uh, to talk about them. Today, we will debut a new segment, the, the MediShare Moment of the Week. And so uh, that'll be a new segment here on the show as well. But before we talk some NFL, we've got to do our segment, I'm Convinced. And, and I want it to be about Halloween and Luke, I'm going to let you get us started. What are you convinced of today? And for those of you listening, let us know what you're convinced of in regards to the sports weekend and or Halloween. Luke, mm-hmm. take it away. So I, I'm curious your thoughts on this based on your, your confident opinion in grown men wearing jerseys. But <laughs> I am thoroughly convinced you can never outgrow the costume phase an adult now i i think you can get away with a costume if you don't have kids if you're not trick-or-treating with kids but (laughs) i think especially with kids i'm convinced that if you are no matter if you're an adult you can still wear costumes and it's greatness dress up with the kids do an, an absurd costume play the part i don't think you can outgrow that for the rest of my life I'm convinced that I'm okay dressing up, and I'm excited to dress up in a costume. So what were you this year? Did you and Madeline go trick-or-treating together? So you, you guys just got married this year, so no kids. <laughs> what was your uh, Halloween approach? Well, I'm not, I'm not convinced that adults should go trick-or-treating by themselves. I, oh, that, just dress up. Yeah, so dress up. Okay. So this year we actually were not able to. We uh, At our church, we had a fall festival that we were at yesterday volunteering. So we were running a booth. Um, with with some games for some uh, kids and families in the neighborhood. All I could throw on at last second was uh, a visor with some fake hair coming out the top. So I had a little Guy Fieri vibe going on uh, at the fall festival. But uh, in years past, I mean, 
I, I dressed up as a hip hop Santa a couple of years ago for a, a youth event. Ooh. I don't know so, if I like mixing Christmas with Halloween like that. Ooh, but it was you great. Got a whole month for, for Christmas. No, I, I threw on the Santa costume, had my Jordans on. It was great. So uh, you should have gone as Cooper Rush. <laughs> I unfortunately <laughs> shaved the beard. You are, but he, are you Cooper Rush? I could pass. Hey, he's a fellow redhead. I mean, shout out to the redheads. I think last week I talked about it. The DJ that was at my stepbrother's wedding, Artie the redhead, did a great job. This week, Cooper Rush comes through for the fellow redheads. It's been a great two-week run for the redhead population of the world. I love it. I love it. We'll talk more about that game. Uh, but but I, I have so much I'm convinced of. From, I can't wait to hear about your week. Yesterday's I mean, with kids, Halloween, everything. I am very eager to hear first what you're convinced of, but also how your Halloween was. All right. So I, I'm convinced that it's okay to run a costume back. So last year I went as a giant pizza and this year I went as a giant pizza. (laughs) So I, I was hesitant at first, but now I'm thinking, what if I was just a giant pizza every year? I've already got the costume figured out. I, I, don't have to, I don't have to overthink it. And now in the neighborhood, I become the pizza guy. Oh, here comes the giant pizza again. Versus, okay, everybody was trendy this year. Everybody was Ted Lasso, right? So I don't yeah. want to be the trendy guy. So I, I can't do that. And then I went with my neighbor, and he dressed up as uh, just me and my neighbor. No, our families went. Um, <laughs> Can you there, imagine? There were, there were a couple times where Maddie was kind of bowing out. So my two-year-old, she was getting a little tired toward the end, but I still had some energy left. So I was still ready to, to, to hit the houses. So I went trick-or-treating with my neighbor and his son. So that mm. created some interesting dynamics as well. Interesting. Um, so that was fun. But, uh, but no, he went as uh, Woody from, from Toy Story, Good but call. so did other people. So mm. then you're, you're repeating. So if I'm the pizza guy and I'm locked in, I think I'm okay with that. So that's one thing. The other thing I caught myself and realized, I told you guys a few weeks ago how I, I talk third person now. Daddy's hungry. Daddy's going to watch TV. Daddy's going upstairs. That's a whole and, other I'm convinced in itself right there. Which is a bizarre thing. But I'm convinced the <laughs> I'm, I'm talking as my daughter voice gets awkward during the, the Halloween time. So here I am walking up to different houses with Maddie and we're, you know, I'm trying to speak on her behalf, trick or treat, happy Halloween, right? So Ooh. I've got my, my high pitched, goofy, yeah. non-radio voice. Mm. Uh, so I'm operating out of that. Well, then once we get the candy, it's, this is one of my, you know, these, these are neighbors from, from the neighborhood. Yep. And, and I, I then turn into my normal voice. I, Hey, happy, happy Halloween. Thank you so much for the candy. And then oh. I go, hey, uh, thanks, guys. This was, this was awesome. I really, <laughs> really, really appreciate it. Great seeing you, Beth and Steve. This was awesome. Thank, yeah, thanks yeah. so much. Oh. So it, was, uh, it, it created some, uh, some unique situations. And I, but I did catch myself doing it. So there oh, you go. Interesting. So are you guys a big candy, candy family? Because growing up, we – so – I was big trick or treater family. I mean, we would hit multiple neighborhoods, rolling up with my squad, my third grade self. I mean, squad of third graders trying to find the houses, giving out the full size candy bars. No attendant on the front porch. We're doing handfuls of candy. Um, then I'd get home, 
and we would lay out all the candy. My yes. mom would my mom would say, "All right, you can pick about maybe a fourth of it to keep, and the rest it's going to the troops." My dentist, my ten, my dentist would take donations to send candy to troops in other countries. Wow! In hindsight, cool. awesome thing. My third grade <laughs> self, not a big fan of the troops. No. I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> you had are you serious? I mean, time. the one thing I wasn't going to dress up as <laughs> is a soldier because they oh were my, my enemy every Halloween. They were getting all my candy. Oh, I didn't have the funny. presence of mind to understand the good work I was doing. Oh, elementary school, Luke, so disappointed having to get rid of three-fourths of my candy for a good cause. Oh, oh my disaster. gosh. That's great. So th- this is the funniest thing. So I- I'm taking my, my two-year-old Maddie. We're, we're uh, trick-or-treating yesterday. And at this age, Maddie's not eating candy. We're trying to keep her you know, healthy as long as we can before she discovers Reese's and Butterfinger. So in the meantime... I'm going to have to sacrifice as her dad and eat all of the Halloween candy. So what ended up happening is, you know, I, you know, I took off, I don't know, 20 years, however long I took off from, uh, gosh, plus 20 plus years from trick or treating, but I'm back in the game. So I got back. back in the game last year. I'm, I'm, I'm year number two, you know, riding the trick or treating wave again, but, <laughs> but I'm, I go, I mean, I click right back into 12 year old Bryce when, when I'm going to a house, I'm looking and, and scouring for the good candy bars. Mm-hmm. So I want Butterfinger. I want Reese's. I, I'll take a Snickers. Oh, yeah. I do not want Smarties. I yeah. do not want oh. tarts. I oh. do not want your Tootsie Rolls. I don't care how big the Tootsie Roll is. I don't want it. 100%. So get it out. 100%. So, so, I'm cu- you know, so I'm now either telling Maddie, hey, grab the orange one. So I'm getting up to the thing That's instead right. of saying, oh, look at my cute little daughter. I'm saying, whoa, whoa, whoa let, me, let, me, let, me, let me see what we got here. Yeah. And, and, and then some of the houses where they give you the little baggie, <laughs> it's like the mystery bag. and You don't even know what you're getting until you get home and you open it up and you're like, bottle caps? What, what, what are bottle caps and lemon heads? Reese's and Butterfinger. That's what I'm convinced of. I'm oh. convinced. Give out Butterfingers and Reese's and Snickers and the world will be a better place. And the more full-size candy bars, the better. There were two houses that I had, or three houses, with, with full-size. Those houses are great, and uh, I appreciate them. So shout-out to those people for, for hooking me up. Those were delicious. Gosh. Yeah, but, I'm, then I'm we with you. So the other thing, sorry, the, the other thing, so we went home. So I, you know, I put in all the hard work for the uh, you know, trick-or-treating. My, my wife, Jody was pushing our two-month-old around. She was a trooper. Mm. She hung yeah. on for, uh, for the night. But we get home, and now all of a sudden, Jody and I are dividing up the candy. Mm. I, I did the trick or treating. Well, Maddie did it. Maddie did it. So Maddie did it on my behalf. Right. I come home with all the candy. You were coaching now, her up, though. Of course. Well, now me and Jody are are in a draft. So I'm now having to divvy up with her <laughs> snake draft or snake draft or auction. Well, it's, it was a little <laughs> give and take. It was like, okay, you take three Kit Kats, but then I get you know. For uh, for cr- for crunch bars, that kind of thing. Interesting. Um, but we both like Reese's. We both like Butterfinger. So we had a fight over those. So it was it was, uh, it was a tricky night. But we we made it through. And I've I've now brought the candy to the office. And this will last me for maybe six months. A little nibble Ooh, a day. A little nibble a day. Right. I don't go too hard early. So now so now with your uh, your afternoon your afternoon hummus, you can throw in you can throw in that. a little Kit Kat. Let's go. That's right. So so I'm with you. Just got to get on my soapbox here. Tootsie Rolls, I mean, you can make an easy argument. It's the worst candy of all time. 
like, what are we doing? Like last night in our booth, we're, we're running low on candy in the last like 10 minutes of the fall festival. So we're having to get out one piece of candy per like ring toss. We're giving out a candy to everyone when they come by, do our little ring toss. Pro- the previous hour, we're giving out a good handful. I'm, I felt so bad. A k- poor kid walks up, does great on the ring toss. All we have to give him is one miniature Tootsie Roll. And I'm thinking, this Tell him is. To come back next week. You might as well. It's better to walk away with no candy. Like I gave him an unusable, unedible candy. He, he wasted his time. He could have been at another booth, and he yeah. came to our booth and got one Tootsie Roll. So I felt bad. We were running low. I should have just gave him a high five or a handshake and said, "Great <laughs> job." I won't. Even, I won't disrespect you with this miniature Tootsie Roll here. Oh my gosh, that's funny. So yeah, that those are my those are my least favorite. Um, I was disappointed. Like one of the houses, like right near us where we live. Yeah, they were the Tootsie Rolls. And then my neighbor and I, my other neighbor, we were walking, and I I heard my neighbor tell me, "Yeah, I don't even like Tootsie Rolls." And I have to wonder if the other neighbor heard us heard us say it. We were ripping <laughs> their candy. So maybe I I kind of hope they heard it. Maybe next year they yeah. won't pull such a, a stunt yeah. to offer basically only Tootsie Rolls. I have, it's I've I've like thrown in. Yeah, yeah. I have two quick questions for you. One, do you guys are do you guys attend your home to give out candy or are you guys out only trick or treating? And two, did you guys go to the graveyard houses? Whole front yard is basically a cemetery. Was that a destination? Oh, I so I told you guys last week how freaky deaky some of these these places were <laughs> and we walked past them. I told my neighbor who oh, we yeah. were trick-or-treating with, I said, I'm not going to that house. I'm not, they're casting spells over there. So, so we're not doing that. <laughs> um, so we would, I just kept walking and I'm trying to, I'm trying to distract Maddie. So as we walk past, I'm just That's trying right. to distract her. So we did not do that. However, I did go to one house that was questionable. As I'm walking up, all of a sudden I hear Eminem playing. So this is like an older guy sitting like on his front porch with Eminem blaring and I'm the rapper, not so. This is like I don't know if he's playing off the M and M's. It's like a candy. I, I don't know what we're doing here, but I'm thinking, okay, this is interesting. This is unique. Yeah. But it's like Eminem, the monster song with maybe Rihanna or something. Huh. Um, so then I got it. I was like, all right, I get. Okay, fine. But it was it was it was a weird vibe. It was a, it was a questionable endeavor with little Maddie uh, yeah. walking into that, but. Uh, yeah. We got like a, I don't even know what that mystery bag, it was a mystery bag of candy. So I, gotcha. I, I can't remember what that turned out to be, but uh, to answer your question, we did avoid those. And uh, thankfully Maddie did not get scared. So that was, did that you, was do you guys survive. give out candy? We put uh, a, a container on our front driveway. Gotcha. So we had this weenie little table with a container with, with little clear baggies with decent candy. I, mm. I would say we had a strong, we had strong candy, but, I think there were some three musketeers thrown in there, which weren't, aren't great. That's, yeah. that's a, that's like a teaser. You like think it's chocolate, but it's like, you know, like a nougat, like a little, like a little nougat, like a fucking like roof of your mouth. You don't want it. Get it out. Get the three musketeers out of here. So sorry for everyone that uh, had to go to our house and get three musketeers, but we got to blame Jody on that one. Um, all right. So let's, uh, we'll switch gears and, and we'll jump into uh, a little bit more serious talk, but, uh, but a fun Halloween uh, it's tricky with a two-year-old though. I will say that it's tricky. It's she walks, but it's like, come on, come on. She was Peppa the pig. Maddie was Peppa the pig. Ooh, so solid. Uh, it was cute for sure. Solid. 
All right, so let's do unpack this, and I've got a fun topic for us today that, that I think all of us can relate to. And yesterday, one of the games of the day happened in the, uh, I guess, the first window of games. It was the Colts and the Titans in the AFC South. I'm a Colts fan. I'm pulling for them this year. Carson Wentz did everything he could to try to lose that game, and ultimately they did lose that game. And now coming out of that game, we've co- we, have co- we, of course, have heard the news about Derrick Henry getting injured which is costly, but the Titans did get the win and they got it in overtime thanks to a field goal. So I'm watching the end of this game and what's fascinating is Jay Feely, former NFL kicker, is now a in the broadcast booth for games on CBS. Hmm. So he used to be a sideline reporter. He's kind of like the field goal expert. Well, now he's worked his way into the booth which you know we're all used to as fans. Normally, it's a quarterback. Now we've got Greg Olson, who's a former tight end. Now yeah. we've got Aqib Talib, who's a former cornerback. Uh, Mark Schlereth is a lineman. So we're seeing some unique positions in the booth. But here's Jay Feely now as a kicker yeah. entering into the booth. So you turn off the broadcast then. I turn it off. No. <laughs> um, so Jay is insightful when it comes to a game-winning field goal. Uh-huh. And so his partner asked him, Hey, uh, you know, what's Randy Bullock, the Titans kicker, you know, thinking right now? What did you used to think, you know, right before a big kick type of thing? And let me play uh, Jay Feely's response. Here you go. Just trying to not let your mind wander. He's had the opportunity to resurrect his career and to get an opportunity to get his kicks really well. Now it's just focusing on fundamentals. That's what I always did. Because if you occupy your mind, it can't wander and think about the implications. Think about, well, if I make this kick, maybe I get a new contract. If I miss this kick, we might lose this game. You can't allow your mind to think about any of that. So for me, it was head down, lock my ankle, follow through. You occupy your mind. You don't let it wander. You focus on those fundamentals and you make the kick. Cool is that? So it jumped out to me where he said, occupy your mind. Hmm. And, and so, you know, I think a lot of times we use the word, you know, focus, which is fine. I think that that works well, but sometimes I like different words that hit you in a different way. And so for, for me, this word occupy, you know, what, what is occupying our minds? And, and so during this unpack, this segment, we take sports stories related to the Bible, related to our own lives. And, and one of the, 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 the most crucial things for us as followers of Jesus is understanding our mind and understanding you know, mm-hmm. what we think about determines how we feel, how we act. And, and, and it affects so much of you know, our day to day, but oftentimes we're maybe not even aware of how we're thinking, what we're thinking about. And, and so for a kicker, he's you know, moments before a big kick and you can imagine things are running through his mind or have the potential to run through his mind. But, if he's being proactive and he's occupying his mind, he's filling his mind with the right thoughts and, and staying, you know, in the moment and, and thinking about what he's thinking about instead of just letting his mind wander. Well, then of course he's going to start thinking about, okay, if I make this kick, then this happens. If I miss this kick, then this happens. Hmm. And a couple things can take place. All of a sudden you can get prideful. If you say, okay, if I make this kick, I'm going to get a big signing bonus, or I'm going to get re-signed, or I'm going to be locked in for the rest of the season. If you, uh, you know, let negative thoughts, now all of a sudden, you know, self-doubt creeps in, and then you, you start thinking about that. And so for us, those same types of things happen when we're facing, you know, big decisions in life. We're wondering what path we're going to go down. We're, you know, dealing with temptation, all these kind of things. Where does our mind go? Hmm. So if we occupy our mind, 
filling it with good things of, of the Bible, God's word, God's truth, and, and, and whether that's you know, meditating, occupying, thinking, fixing, focusing on, on the right things, then the outcomes are going to be much better. Then yeah. our, our attitudes, our behaviors, our decisions are going to be much better. And another thing Jay Feely said, he said he focused on the fundamentals. Hmm. A lot of times we got to get back to the fundamentals in, yeah. in what we're thinking about, even spiritually. So love God, love people. The simplicity of that, the simplicity of the, the, the gospel that, that, that Jesus loves us, he died on the cross for us, and that we're forgiven, not because of anything we've done, but, but because of what he did. So we, we, we think about those things. And so as we get back to that, then all of a sudden, the, the, the overwhelming feelings, like we talked about last week, the pressures of life, the song that was playing over the loudspeakers right before he was about to kick was Under Pressure by Queen, <laughs> another great song. But um, I got into Queen this summer. I got, I, that, that was, I got into their music this Are summer. Are you saying another great song referring back to the Eminem song? As that's a great song. Uh, I guess maybe Chris Daughtry. I don't know. I, yeah, Daughtry. I guess I could say another great song. Yeah, we'll flashback we to Daughtry there. We've talked Daughtry, Eminem, and uh, <laughs> and now Queen. But but you know when when pressure arises and and we're about to you know face a difficult situation, if our mind is occupied and filled with the right things, then there's no room for the negative thoughts to get in there, for our mind to wander, and for the enemy to get in with the lies. If if we're proactive, occupying our mind with good things. Uh, then we're going to be set up well. So here's what it says in, in Scripture uh, that, that, that parallels this very well and speaks to this. Uh, Philippians 4.8, this is the amplified version. Finally, believers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable and worthy of respect, whatever is right and confirmed by God's word, whatever is pure and wholesome, whatever is lovely and brings peace, whatever is admirable and of good repute, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think continually on these things, center your mind on them and implant them in your heart. Hmm. And so I think that word occupy fits in very well. You'll think continually on these things, occupy yep. your mind on those things. Um, and then in Romans, it says, those who are dominated by the sinful nature, think about sinful things. But those who are controlled by the Holy Spirit, think about things that please the spirit. So letting your sinful nature control your mind leads to death. But letting the spirit control your mind leads to life and peace. And then in, in Isaiah, you will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you, all whose thoughts are fixed on you. And lastly, Psalm 119, I will meditate on your precepts and fix my eyes on your ways. Hmm. And, and so, um, man, let's occupy our minds. What, where is our mind going? And, and I think oftentimes if we... if I think there's, there's, there are places for us to allow our minds to wander when it comes to uh, creative space and, and just allowing the Holy Spirit to speak to us. And, and there is absolutely time for that when we're mm -hmm. with the Lord and, and to do that. Uh, but I think oftentimes if day to day we're just letting our mind race and run, kind of run wild without much strategy yeah. um, and occupying, like these verses say, things of the Lord and things that are excellent and wholesome and wonderful and of the Lord, then other stuff fills our mind. And a lot of that stuff ends up being negative and, and heads, heads us down the wrong path or the wrong direction. So mm -hmm. you can unpack that. What are you going to occupy your mind with today? Thanks Jay Feely for the inspiration today. That's Even right. Though I was pulling for the Colts to win that game. It was a winning field goal kick by uh, Randy Bullock. So there you go. Yeah. That's a, that's a really good soundbite from Jay Feely. It's, 
as you were just saying, completely applicable to, I mean, pretty much any walk of life, but for followers of Jesus, I mean, think how easy it is for your mind to wander. I mean, we talked about last week how how mental health is really kind of on the forefront of public discourse right now, which certainly is important. Uh, Calvin Ridley, Lane Johnson. That's right. Yeah, exactly. Take stepping away from the game to prioritize their mental health. Um, it's just so important to realize, okay, what's actually, what am I putting in my mind? Because our minds, they wander so easily. So is what I'm putting in my mind, like negatively affecting that or positively? Uh, so practically, are we spending time in God's word? Ultimately, God's word is how, uh, it's primarily how, yeah, God has chosen to reveal himself through his word, and we have that gathered together in the Bible. So let's meditate on that. Let's spend time in that. Let's have God's word, God's self-revelation in our minds as much as possible so that we can overcome the temptation to buy into lies, to focus on silly things, on sinful things, on things that don't help us. Um, so practically, yeah, how can we spend as much time in God's Word? How How is that occupying our minds? So, yeah, I think uh, yeah. when I have dry seasons or and I when I've gone a couple weeks with not really prioritizing God's Word, man, it's really easy to have it, it's hard to have self-control over my mind it's easy for lies to creep in um because god's word isn't i'm not prioritizing that i'm not thinking that i'm not thinking about god uh, meditating on his goodness his character what he's revealed um and again it's just so easy to have our minds just go crazy and all over the place on distractions uh, anxieties uh, sinful things. Um, so we got to step up to the plate and think, okay, what am I going to actively occupy my mind with? It's certainly not a passive activity. When we're passive, our mind can go rampant and go wild. Amen. There you go. So you can unpack that. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Uh, you can leave your comments as you're watching live or send me an email later. If you listen to the podcast later, uh, Bryce at unpackingit.com. Any thoughts on today's show? Uh, always love hearing from you, and and also be sure to rate, review, and and share uh, about this podcast. And, and and we're in this with you as we continue to try to uh, grow this show, and, and we want it to continue to to be the show that that you as a listener uh, want to hear, and 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 a show that more and more people will enjoy. And and so uh, we we started the live show specifically uh, at the beginning of this year, and so we got two months left uh, in this year, and so we want to finish strong. And, and really excited about the, the feedback we're getting uh, on this show. And, and we're so excited about our new partner, MetaShare, coming on as our presenting sponsor. And, and so a lot of opportunity and, and room to grow uh, with this show. And so this is for you. You're part of the community of Unpacking It, this community of sports fans who follow Jesus and enjoy sports together and help each other grow. Uh, and so thank you for, for all of your support and, and willingness to be a part of this. So. Let's get into some of the stories from yesterday. And, and, and Luke, since you're a Cowboys fan, we'll, we'll start with last night because I, I watched the game this morning. 
knocking off the Vikings. And, you know, going into this season, I wasn't real high on the Vikings. And it's just kind of this, you know, this hesitation with Kirk Cousins. And to me, it's just some of their offseason stuff seemed a little questionable. They're still so talented. They're amazing. But they just, they can't win the, the close games. And the, mm-hmm. so I got I to gotta cover the Vikings before we give all the love and the praise to uh, the Cowboys <laughs> today. Moving to what, seven and one. Uh, which is which is remarkable. For, I think six for and them. one. Oh, six, six and one. Six, six and one. one. All right, they've had a buy. You guys have had a buy. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, the Vikings are in trouble. And last week on the show, I talked about quarterbacks that are either a starter, a franchise quarterback, or a ba- a backup quarterback. And Kirk Cousins continues to be the starter for the Vikings. Like he's not a franchise guy. He's not going to get you the wins. He doesn't get you the big wins. And so the fact that Cooper Rush can come in and and get this win and so i'm actually going to make this the debut of the metashare moment of the week it's cooper rush coming in almost you know somewhat last minute we kind of thought dak might play there was hope that he might play cooper gets his debut on sunday night football and his family's in the crowd and his dad celebrating him uh, I thought was cool. Like that to me was kind of the moment just watching his son and to think, okay, I can't wait to see my son make it to the NFL. Oh, he gets to be a Dallas Cowboy. He gets to be a quarterback for the Cowboy. And then he gets to win his first game yeah. in you know, somewhat dramatic fashion to march down the field yeah. to get the win. An unbelievable throw, unbelievable throw to Cooper for the win. Uh, that is the MediShare moment of the week for me. And I'm sure the moment of the week for for you as well to to see your Cowboys. Uh, I'm not even a Cowboys fan, but I love backup quarterbacks yeah. as the hero. And and then the the family in the crowd, the support, knowing how much it means to them, and also the reality. This might be Cooper's only game ever. Like how many yeah. times have we seen backups come in? We never hear about them again, or mm-hmm. they never get to play at this level, or the the, the stars don't align as well for them in in the you know in a type of game like it did last night for him. So go, go, uh, go jump in as the, uh, the Cooper rush <laughs> doppelganger. That's right. I mean, clearly the meta share moment of the week here. One again, shout out to the redheads. Got a lot of love for them. <laughs> so we get double shout outs for redheads. Double shout outs. Double. Sh- I'm getting greedy. I'm going to keep going back to that. Well, I mean, how incredible is it to come I mean, off of where people don't know. Yeah. I, I don't even know where to start with how huge of a win this is. He gets to come in, fill in for Dak, who has been awesome. Last year, when Dak was out, the offense with Dak, awesome. The offense without Dak, bottom of the league. Horrendous. Absolutely horrendous. Now, certainly, there's uh, the offense has improved overall. But to come in and throw over 300 yards, a game-winning drive, to... Pretty much take care of the ball. I mean, he had a he had a fumble from a strip sack and then an interception. But in Sunday night football, with how little experience he had, there was there could have been tremendous amounts of pressure. And yet he looked awesome. He looked he confident. His mind. It was unbelievable. He was standing in the pocket making Boy. throws. So poised. Confidence. Yeah. And then the the fade, the the game winning touchdown pass to Amari in the corner. I mean Funny. un unbelievable. So I, I don't, 
Yeah, go ahead. Sorry, one of the lines of the night, I, I guess it was it was either Chris Chris Collinsworth or Al Michaels talking about he's not a scaredy cat, kind of playing off Halloween. Yeah, yeah. But, but it was so true. Like it was kind of funny. It was a throwaway line, but it was it was so true. He wasn't playing like a scaredy cat. He mm-hmm. he stepped right in, and it was almost like it was almost like Justin Herbert's debut last year, where when he came in for Tyrod Taylor, it was almost like he just didn't even play with any nervousness or or anything. Yeah. And it's just so rare to see. But when there is no, I mean, there's pressure on him, but it was almost like there was no pressure on him. Like, yeah. it was just kind of like, hey, man, just do the best you can and go for it. Exactly. And and it's not, like, what's even more amazing is Cooper Rush wasn't, like, we didn't view him as, oh, yeah, he's the clear backup. Like, there were conversations, because we have, Cowboys have Will Greer. Is it going to be Will Greer? Is it going to be Cooper Rush? In the preseason, I mean, complete unknown, who's going to get the backup quarterback job? They're, they're, the Cowboys don't have the luxury of having a seasoned, good, solid veteran. Oh, yeah, we know what we have with this guy. Complete unknown. And yet he comes out. It was just unbelievable. I was I was nervous fantasy-wise because I have CeeDee Lamb. And I'm thinking, yikes, it's too late to drop him. I, I waited as long as possible to see if Dak oh, was going to play. And, got, I mean, it was Saturday before the game, Dax, or, or Sunday, Dak's not going to play. And I'm thinking, man, this could be tough. And yet, he goes out and throws for over 300 yards, come, starts the second half with a 75-yard touchdown pass. Unbelievable. It was cool. So I will say, the last thing I will say, horrendous loss for the, for the Vikings. I mean, as great as this win was for the Cowboys – the, they were trying. The Cowboys are just trying to go steal a win. You got a good offense with Minnesota. The Cowboys defense played out of their minds, unbelievable. But this was just such a horrific loss for the Vikings. At home, Sunday night football, honestly a must win, and you can't beat the Cowboys with a backup quarterback to go three yeah. and the four because they're a wild card team. You're not going to win the division. Green Bay's winning the division. Just such such a terrible terrible loss. All right, so last week, so yeah, great win for the Cowboys. Last week, we talked about the upset, or not even the upsets, the blowouts. Last week, it was all about blowouts. This week, we got some closer games. We still had the Eagles blow out the Lions. The Rams were blowing out the Texans until the Texans decided, all right, we're not, we're not going to give up. We're going to keep going. So they Impressive. Made, it, made it interesting. Um, but this, this week ended up being about teams that, we were hyping up and all excited about, which and many of these teams we still are excited about, like the Bucks. but they fell. You know, teams that we weren't expecting to fall did. And so that, of course, the, you know, the Bucks losing to the Saints, which at this point we actually shouldn't be surprised because the Saints somehow own Tom Brady and the, and the Bucks. It's so weird. They swept them last year. I mean, it's just, I just don't even, it doesn't Sean even make Payton, sense. Sean Payton continues to amaze us. I, I saw a meme today that says, uh, Saints defense in the regular season, Nick Foles and Eli Manning, the only people to beat Tom Brady. Like, that's it. <laughs> Those are the three. And everybody else gets dominated by Tom. So true. Um, and so the Saints have figured it out. And I can't help but also think that the Saints carried Drew Brees the last year or two. Like, nobody really wants to admit that. I mean, some people acknowledge it, I guess. I remember well, you saying this, though, that. Right, I was. Oh my I gosh, you were harping on this, and I was like, ah, I don't know. But you were saying for a while, Drew Brees, he's got to be done. He's done. Got to be done. 
So now, my point is, they're winning with Trevor Simeon. Trevor yeah. Simeon. Trevor I mean, Simeon. he was he, like, I mean, he was okay in Denver, but he bounced around. And the fact that he was even in there yesterday, it's like, wait, what? Yeah. Um, and so, you know, and Jameis has been winning and playing. You know, he's been playing pretty well. Nice little season for him. Now he's going to be out for the year, unfortunately, which is a you know a devastation to him. Yeah. Uh, hearing that. But whether it's Simeon or, or a little bit of, of Taysom Hill mixed in there, he's coming back from injury, head, head injury. So um, we'll see. But the fact their defense is so good, of course, Kamara, and they don't even have a ton of weapons at receiver because Michael Thomas has been out. I know. Um, but they're just winning games, and they're figuring it out. And so Maybe the most quiet 5-2 and two team in the league. Yes. Um, so they're, you know, and now I don't, I, yeah, I, it's like I don't know how far they can go, but you you look at that defense, they're going to still keep them in games, and if Simeon doesn't turn the ball over, it's going to be the key. Yeah. Uh, they might be able to pull it out, but they they dropped thirty six yesterday. That was a big scoring game for them because normally they don't they don't score yeah. that much. Um, and even them beating the Packers in Week One, we thought that that was something to to be said about the Packers. Well, maybe that was something to be said about maybe. New Orleans. Uh, oh, they've also dropped wow. a couple of weird, weird games as well. Um, and then, so then the other interesting team to lose the chargers. Um, and so a lot of hype for the chargers. Oh, they're turning the corner. We all love Justin Herbert, which I still think we do, but that was surprising for them to lose at home to new England. Who now new England starting. I to make know. I know. Cause what are they four and three now? I mean, they're in the mix. what's the going on? Because they're four, four. they're four and four. Okay. Four and four. You almost beat Dallas. Great game against Dallas. You drop 50 points on the Jets. I don't care who you're playing in the NFL. 50 points is unbelievable. And then you go and beat the, Char- the Chargers at home? Yeah, you may, this this is the year of Bryce. You're right about the the Drew Brees Saints. It's all about the Saints defense and you're you seem to be right about Mac Jones. You you were high on him pretty early. So yeah, I will admit I was I was not high on Well, once he went to New England, I think. I was like, "Oh, okay." Well, once he went, once, once he went to New England, he was I Once think I watched was, him in preseason. Yes. Of, of all the rookie quarterbacks, you were pretty high on him. So, the, and then the other, so I told everybody I watched preseason because that was when we had our daughter and I was home all the time and I was up at random hours watching random preseason games. <laughs> Khalil Herbert, the running back for Chicago, has been awesome. And so I was all over that. And now there's a guy, um, I got to pull up his name, for the Titans. Their backup running back is right. Sargent. Sergeant, not McNichols. Like McNichols will get all the fantasy hype. This is a quick little fantasy tip. Keep an eye out for Sergeant. If they activate him, meaning he's ready to go because he was really good in preseason, but this was against third stringers and all that. So I don't know what they've seen in practice. But if Sergeant gets activated, Whoa. keep an eye out for him. All right. So there you go. That's you my see what uh, Henry just said. Little preseason secret. What did Titans he say? just signed Adrian Peterson. Ooh, okay. Interesting. All right, there goes my Sergeant take. Um, even so, Peterson, Peterson's yeah. nice to throw in the mix. That's well, all right. Here's the thing. He was pretty good last year. It, the, with injuries yesterday, the NFL trade deadline is going to be interesting. I Like your Colts, could they trade away Mac? Because yep. they seem to be pretty deep at running not back. To the Titans. Not to the Titans. But we'll They're see. fighting with the Titans. They're fight- that's, now that's the Colts, true. Even though they lost yesterday, they go, all right, Henry's down. We played the Titans tough. They're still not out of it. That's disappointing because I like Tannehill. And the Titans, they can't go anywhere without Derrick Henry, I don't think. But you got A.J. Brown in fantasy. 
huge for AJ Brown going forward. A little more passing game. So. He's awake so. now. Yep. So we'll see. I also have Tannehill. So uh, yeah, you don't want to celebrate injuries, but it's right. Uh, well, I, and I have Derrick Henry, so certainly not celebrating that. <laughs> Disappointing. <laughs> no, definitely not. Um, so the other big, uh, I guess, takeaway from yesterday. So last week we had Solomon Wilcox on the podcast. Great, great interview. Encourage you to check out the podcast. But we hyped up the Bengals because he covers the Bengals. And we're all excited about the Bengals. And then they go out to lose to the Jets. To Mike I mean, what White. In the world? To Mike White. I mean, we were joking about Mike White, the insurance salesman. And uh, <laughs> now all of a sudden he comes out and lights it up. So we're, uh, yeah. 400 the... yards? They're like 400 yards. I mean, yeah, last week everyone was was knighting the Bengals as, yep. yeah, they're going to win that division and they've got a chance at the top seed. And they go out and lose to the Jets. Can, can we address two of my other takes? So last week on the show, I said Baker Mayfield is more of a backup quarterback in the NFL. That's what I view the projection of Baker Mayfield. I'm also a big Case Keenum guy. You are so a Case Baker, guy. Baker comes back and they lose. I'm saying go with Case. Go with Case Browns. Don't blow this season. I'm telling you. He's the magic that you need to get you over the hump. And then also, you know, I think all of us, we all agreed, okay, Big Ben doesn't have it anymore. Mm-hmm. And I still think we have to kind of stick by that, but he is playing better. They've now won three in a row. But but I'm a big Mike Tomlin guy. I got his his signed football on the, on the Great wall. Guy. So I'm always hesitant to, like, write off the Steelers. So I'll always be kind of one of the last people to say, oh, they can't do it, even though this year it was it did feel early on, like, hey, Big Ben just isn't, isn't yeah. going to. Mike Tomlin's always there and you can't, you can't write him off it. No. So they're, they remain in, I mean, that, that division is going to be nuts. Like any proclamations today about the AFC North, forget about it. It's going to (laughs) change probably on Thursday. Um, So you got the Ravens of five and two Bengals, five and three Steelers, four and three Browns, four and four. Anybody can win the division. Anybody can win six in a row. Anybody can almost lose six in a row at this point. (laughs) Um, That's how crazy this this division is. So uh, very, very intriguing. And any other final thoughts? Uh, and then uh, I want to make sure we bring Henry in. We'll do a little tap drill. You know, just uh, we got to still pour one out for our Miami Dolphins fans. Um, just, just brutal. So brutal. I, I was reading today in The Athletic on, like, they're such a – they're a seller team. Like, they need to sell. They're at a point, hey, we got to sell. But then you look at the past couple seasons, they've been selling. The oh, amount yeah. of good players they have traded away, it's sickening. As I'm not a Dolphins fan, but if I was a Dolphins fan, I'd be sick to my stomach. So I, I just got to acknowledge Dolphins fans, we see you. We, <laughs> un, we, we, we weep with you. It's tough. We know. Our teams have been there. We, and we, you're not alone. So there you go. Okay. So you're feeling yeah. bad for the Dolphins. I don't like the Dolphins, so I'm fine with it. They're, they're um, just so irrelevant to me as a Cowboys fan. So I, I can feel bad for them without feeling like I'm uh, stabbing my team in the back. <laughs> well, they thought maybe they could now with the new England thinking they were going through a rebuilding, that they would be that second team behind the bills, but now they're not Oof. the Patriots are fighting uh, yeah. the bill. The Bills squeaked. I mean, they came on late, but they struggled even against the Dolphins yesterday. But then they then they poured it on uh, yeah. at the end. I, and, and the last thing is, I I feel like we're too casually talking about the Chiefs maybe not making the playoffs. 
like <clears throat> we have been not, it, literally the conversation has been yeah so we know Patrick Mahomes is going to win five Super Bowls but will he get to seven and now <laughs> we're talking about yeah they probably won't make the playoffs like how could we casually just say that like we need to we need to really discuss on there are some serious problems with this Kansas City team the fact that we can casually even mention the idea of them missing the playoffs seems like it's a it's a complete 180 so i just need to point that out that it should be a huge story that it's even in our it's even in our conversation them and not being in the playoffs so i do think they've like i said last week i still stand by this i think it's more off the field you know, mental, emotional, relational, like that type of thing uh, affecting Patrick Mahomes, starting with Mahomes. And and so... And maybe know, Andy Reid. And maybe Andy Reid. Yeah. A lot, you know, there's just, stuff goes on. Stuff goes on off the field that we can't, like, we're trying to pinpoint, oh, is it a scheme situation or, or whatever? I, I don't know. So tonight, they get the Giants, and we get the Manning brothers again. So we celebrate that. Can't wait for that. Um we get to hear Eli talk about his, his former team and talk about Daniel Jones, who hmm. was his replacement. Uh, or actually, was it Gino? Was it Gino? Well, who Smith? ended who the, no. who ended his his streak of starts? Yeah, it was Gino. Um, maybe we could say hello to Henry because he's our Giants fan. So we'll we'll bring uh, we'll bring Henry. <laughs> I was mad there. about that. I, I even I w- I was just so disappointed that they ended Eli's streak of starting. Well. It had to happen at some point, but it was a weird way. That was the um, Ben McAdoo uh, era. Ooh. Yeah, that the was a that super was a slicked era. back, gelled hair. He was like Bryce 4.0 with the gel. I know my hair. I need a haircut. It's getting too long. I may have to do the Ben McAdoo. I may have to. Um, but uh, looks like Henry's ready for the game tonight. What do you have? Like a JPP? Uh, do you have the special glove for JPP as well? You're muted, Henry. You're muted. Uh, you came on. You're going to talk about your Giants. Forget about it. <laughs> this is pre. This is pre JPP special glove. Oh, okay, mm. there you go. He was a stud. He was a stud. Got a Super Bowl. Oh, anyway. So we got Definitely. a little two on one of grown men wearing jerseys here. So you're outnumbered here, Bryce. The most Bryce to wear. The, the most. Yeah, I'm hanging on the wall. That's that's right. Yeah, but hey, it's a different. It's a whole other ball game putting it on. That is. Now we only that put is. this on for special occasions. It's not very often that the Giants are on Monday Night Football. So, albeit against the uh, against the Kansas City Chiefs, I'm just hoping that the the Giants will keep it within 20. So, we'll see. This is a chance for the Chiefs to, on national TV to quiet everybody and light exactly. it up. Exactly, exactly. I'm a I'm a Giants fan, and I don't think the Giants have a chance. But last week we thought the Panthers, oh, this is an easy win, bounce back game for the Panthers, and then only the Giants, yeah, defense them. only gave up three points. Yeah. Well, the good news is that the Giants get back Kadarius Tony. So, and uh, we always got Daniel Jones. With Daniel Jones, he can throw, pass, and catch it. He might have to catch it, p- throw right. it, and pass it to himself. Better. So, we'll, we'll we'll see how that plays out. But still, no Barkley. Barkley's not back. No, still Barkley. Yeah. Barkley's still out. Kenny Galladay is still out, and hopefully, really Dave Gettleman will be out too. By the, by yeah, the that's right. That's right. Over. But uh, let's go ahead and let's go ahead and hit uh, tap drill. And you guys were just. Uh, talking about about Mike White, so we were, I was watching um, I was watching Greeny, and Greeny, as you know, is a he huge Jets fan, and he's like, we didn't even he know huge. who Mike White was. To 
He we, we he didn't even knew. know who Mike White was two weeks ago. So he's now coming along saying we need is Mike is there going to be a quarterback competition with the New York Jets? So I'm gonna present that to you guys. With Mike White passing for 400 yards, is there a quarterback competition with the New York Jets? All right, two things. One. It's one game. So as awesome as Cooper Rush was, as awesome as Mike White, your local Ooh. Liberty uh, Liberty Mutual insurance agent. <laughs> right, by, he's like the, the first bivocational yeah. full-time NFL player. Um, but, but uh, you know, it's great. One game. But I will say this. Teams don't have to lock themselves in when, based on draft order. Like the San Francisco 49ers drafted Trey Sermon and Elijah Mitchell. Mitchell's better than Sermon, but Sermon was drafted earlier. Sermon's on the bench. They're going with Mitchell. And now the quarterback position is a little bit hairy when it comes to that. But if you really believe that the guy's better, you got to roll with it. And then you maybe move him. Now, I think it's early to have this conversation, but um, but I'm open to it. Absolutely. I And like I told you last week, we're, we're, we're reminiscing on last week's show. What an awesome show. If you missed last week's show, gosh, you got to listen to it. <laughs> uh, but but I, I said I'm out on Zach Wilson. So I don't think he's a franchise quarterback. So I absolutely think the door is open for a guy like Mike White. So, so I, let me just point out here, the, the Cooper rush filling in for deck, not even close to being comparable to Mike White filling in for Zach Wilson. Like mm-hmm. it's clear Dak's the guy. Oh, well, so yeah, there's course. no quarterback competition, but it's not clear that Zach. Uh, so, I mean, logically, this is they drafted Zach Wilson. They're going they to invest in him more. He's going to be the guy. Let me also point out, Mike White was drafted by the Cowboys. So if we want to know the secret ingredient to his success, <laughs> it's that he once donned a Cowboys uniform and was graced with those threads. That's so, funny. But, I mean, if you're the Jets, I mean, why not? It's not like there's a drop-off necessarily. Mike White could be better right now. I don't think that's crazy to say. I mean, he was, he's got – more experience and he, I don't care what quarterback you throw into that jet scenario. It's especially as a, a rookie. Oh, that is some growing pains, but Mike white could be better right now. And that's why I say go with case Keenum. I think he gives you a better shot to win right now than Baker Mayfield. Now I will say this Baker Mayfield, keep the commercials coming nationwide. They're hilarious. The latest with the uh, nacho cheese. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It's tremendous. They're so yeah. funny. Every one of them. I love every right. single one of them. Even the one with Alice Cooper. It's great. I mean, it's worth keeping them in the starting lineup in order to save, in, in order to keep those commercials in production. Well, if, if it is one or the other, yeah, keep the commercials going. <laughs> I'm, I'm with you on that. All right, okay, Henry. Now, here's a bonus question for you because the Jets have the Thursday night game this week. Mike White is going to get the start again. So now let's say – uh, Mike White, let's say if he, uh, if he doesn't necessarily have to win the game, but let's say he puts out another strong showing. Are you guys, just like you guys were out on Zach Wilson, Are you? does that lean you more towards Mike White? Yeah, so, just, I think the yeah. more he does it, the better. For sure. I mean, I, I'm not out on Zach Wilson, uh, and I, I, don't, I don't think there's any way they're going to just give the keys to Mike White. They're certainly going to invest more in Zach Wilson. If they, if they saw yeah. enough upside to draft him at, at that early, two. at two, yeah. So 
I don't. I, I think it. I don't. Mike White could throw for 500 yards in six touchdowns, and Zach Wilson's still the guy. <laughs> there you go. That's <laughs> from a yeah. That's how these teams operate. But now whether it's yeah. the right decision throw is up for debate. But yeah. what? But Give what's going player. to happen? Yeah, Zach Wilson's going to be the guy, whether that's correct or not. All right, All right Henry. You got you guys mentioned the uh, the Manning cast from Monday Night Football tonight. Let me give you the guest list for Ooh. the Manning cast. Let me hear. So it. we got we got John Stewart, we got Hall of Famer Michael Strahan, Ooh. we got Josh Allen, mm, and we got Michael Irvin. Oh, that's a strong. That's one wow. through four. I'm that's in personality. For all wow. Four quarters of Giants football. Yikes. We. Yikes. We we need Cooper Manning. Before the show, I was literally watching Cooper Manning highlights. Cooper oh, yeah. Manning broadcast highlights. He's, He's unbelievable. He's better than both of them for sure. 100%. Well, mm, <laughs> Peyton's no, really – and Solomon Wilcox talked about this. He's funnier than both of them. He's, He's funnier. funnier. Yeah. yeah Peyton's yeah. a really good broadcaster. Um, Eli's kind of that dry humor. He's that deadpan goofy. guy. Dopey, yeah, dopey. goofy. But Sometimes he doesn't yeah. respond. It drives me nuts. It's like, hey, Eli, wake up. Wake up, Eli. He, like, he falls <laughs> well, Part of that is because I don't. I think Eli has has now expected that when he tries to get a word in, Peyton's already three words Forget in. Forget about it. Yeah, yeah he's, he's, he's half asleep. He's like, sleeps with his eyes open. <laughs> wake up, Eli. Come on, man. Your brother needs you. <laughs> Sleep oh, with his gosh. eyes open. <laughs> All right, let's switch gears for a second. Let's go into the NBA. We haven't talked about the NBA. And, guys, I don't want to alarm you. I don't want to freak you out. But the New York Knicks are 5-1. and one. They beat the Chicago Bulls. They beat the Celtics. They beat the Sixers. The Knicks are 5-1. and one. As my son, my youngest son said, New York, the New York City are is about to shut down because – if you've ever seen a diehard New York Knicks fan, they're literally walking on cloud nine at the moment. So my question to you is, is that are you guys in on the New York Knicks? Did I approve two New York tap drill questions? Is this happening? <laughs> we are all in on New York today. He, uh, um, he certainly, he, he has been granted that given the Giants win over the Panthers. That's so. that's absolutely fair. That's that's and the Jets big win over Cincinnati, and then the Knicks are are five and one. So we'll we'll let we'll let Henry ride it out while he can. Well, um, yeah, I got to ride it out while I can because Bryce is kicking my butt this week in uh, fantasy football. So oh, that's Bryce, right. Bryce said, yeah, I was looking Huge at week. the scores this week. Huge week, unbelievable. Yeah, yeah I just I ran into a bus, so I'm yeah. trying to get my victories in when I can. I'll take that absolutely. Um, and my Panthers won, and my Mountaineers won. So nice weekend. Um, and I got a Butterfinger uh, big candy, so uh, big bar. Ooh, game changer. <laughs> both nice. Both the nice. game changer for the pizza man. That's it. I was a big pizza guy with pepperonis all over. Hey, here Ooh. comes the pizza guy. So the the Knicks with my boy Kemba Walker, like he he makes them uh, more formidable because down the stretch in games he, he can take over. Uh, which is nice. And then Julius Randle continues the development and the growth that he, he had took a huge step last year. That's only continued this year. So the Knicks they, and then adding Evan Fournier, they're the real deal. They got the pieces. They got the role players. They got 
the Derrick Roses of the world. So yeah. they're they're set up for for a run. Um, I still don't think they're the best team in the East right now. If you look at the standings, they're first. I don't think they're the best team, but they're absolutely in the mix. And the decisions that they made in the offseason so far are panning out, and they've put together a nice a nice lineup. So yeah, I'm in, I'm in on them regular season. Um, I, I love Thibodeau, great coach. Uh, they're certainly all bought in on what he's doing there. I mean, the the next big step, yeah, I'm confident in them regular season. The next big step is can Julius Randle do it in the playoffs? Last year was a tough experience being the guy in the playoffs when the opposition is going to do everything they can to shut down your first option. So that's the next step. How is Julius Randle going to respond? Having a guy like Kemba, like Kemba is going to be huge come playoff time. Um, but that's the next step. So I, I'm in on the Knicks being a top four seed, I think. I think that's realistic. But the East is super deep, like Bryce was saying. Yeah, Hornets lost lost a tough one to Miami because Miami is legit. Miami is, they made saying, some the, awesome The East moves. is awesome. The East is yeah. really, this may be the first year where the East could clearly be better than the West. You're Wait, talking you about, the, the Bucks are 10th right go now. Ahead. You're yeah. talking about between the Bucks, the Nets, the Knicks, the Miami Heat. Uh, even the Charlotte Hornets, we're not going to forget about the Charlotte Hornets. They could, they could sneak Come in on. there if they could, if they win the playing, if they win the playing tournament, they could, they could um, surprise some people. So I'm all in the, with you guys. The, the playing tournament. <laughs> the playing tournament. You, he's talking Giants. Around. He's he's speaking that over the Hornets on. They're a playoff tournament team. They're yeah, playing team. Playing tournament. Play tournament. What, what is it? Seventh and eighth do the playing or yeah, sixth? Seven and nine. Eight. Eight, nine, Quick, 10, right? Yeah, Seven, quickly, eight, quickly what happened is that during the bubble, you had the top six teams, and then you had 7, 8, 9, 10 play each other. And then if 7 beat 8, or what was it, 7 beat 10, Seven, eight, then nine, 7 nine. was automatically the 7 seed, and then 8 versus the, the loser bracket, that was the 8 seed. Nice. Okay. Yeah, yeah. No, that's cool. Well, yeah, we're not shooting for that as a Hornets fan. <laughs> All right. One more. We got maybe. time for one more? Yeah, we'll do one more. Okay, we got speaking of new faces and new places, you guys touched on it on the trade deadline. If you guys, um, for those of you who haven't heard, Von Miller got traded to the LA Rams. So now we're talking Von Miller, we're talking Leonard Floyd, we're talking Jalen Lanz, Jalen Ramsey, and of course, we're not gonna forget about that guy named Aaron Donald. So now with the with the already stacked offense for the L.A. Rams on top of a newly stacked defense. Is this L.A. or bust for the Rams? L.A. or oh, Super Bowl or bust? In L.A. The Super Bowl is in L.A., right? That's right. Yeah, They're in SoFi, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Yes. Um, as of today, I'm convinced the Rams will win the Super Bowl. I, I think it's their. I think it's their year. I, I mean, I, I part of me thinks they might be peaking a little too early, and the Bucks are still the team to beat ultimately. But I'm all in on the Rams. I buy into the way they're they're playing, the way they're constructed, the way that they can do it in the playoffs. Now we've never seen Matthew Stafford go deep into the playoffs, so that would be a, a first. But he hasn't but, had any realistic no. route to do that. But I Cooper Cup is unbelievable. He's, unbelievable. he's the best wide receiver in the league. I was listening to somebody, you know, I was just talking about how open he is all the time. Yeah. And and how hard it is to get open in the NFL. Yet he's all the time open. 
Um, then Robert Woods had a nice game yesterday. Daryl Henderson running the ball. They've got the weapons. And now you add Von Miller, who's who's won a Super Bowl. This is this is incredible. This is a huge deal for them. Um, even though Von Miller is not the same as he he once was, but still, I think the veteran leadership he can still rush the pastor passer rush the pastor. He's gonna rush the pastor. Um, <laughs> coming to get you, pastor. Storm We're gonna, yeah, see, right. we're gonna see Von Miller's glasses on the pulpit. <laughs> yeah, he's coming. He's coming for you. But uh, look out, LA. So yeah, no, it's a big it's a big move. I you know oftentimes these these hyped teams or the super teams they. They don't always pan out. I think they've got the right, the right combination of players. And like Deshaun Jackson, apparently, I guess he wants to be traded. That's fine. Just cut him. Get rid of him. Like anybody that doesn't want to be on board with this Rams team, get him out. And anybody that wants to be there, figure out a way to get him because this is your year to do it. Yeah. Yesterday, the Bucks showed they are they are vulnerable. So follow the Saints formula if you can. And and again, they've got some of those pieces to be able to do that. I think with. Ramsey, Donald, now Von Miller. Whew, that's a Pro Bowl team. Yeah, I mean, it's clearly Super Bowl or bust. With the moves they're making, they're trying oh, to, okay, sure. we've got to try to win now. We've got it. We've got talent. We're going to make a few moves here and there to just go all in. That's my gripe with the Cowboys on the front office seems to be content with, okay, we've got a good team, and we've got a good team for the future. Let's let them develop. Let's see what happens. I don't know if that necessarily is the route to win the teams because with Dallas, yeah, you got a good team, but you've got four other four other teams who have a realistic shot at the Super Bowl who are making those extra moves to fine tune their team and their roster to win the Super Bowl, and Dallas hasn't necessarily shown the willingness to make those moves, but to to continue to try to ride out the roster for the next few years. Tampa Bay did it, won the Super Bowl. Yeah. The Rams are going all in on this roster. They're making these moves. This is our year we're going all in. We'll try to win it. If we win it, we blow it all up and we'll do it again. That seems to kind of be the path where teams are going. So I hope Dallas kind of gets on board, realizing that windows shrink really quickly. That's true. Dallas may need to make a move themselves. That's, that's a good. All right, Henry, great job. Appreciate you, man. Luke, enjoy it. Thanks, guys. Another fun Monday here on the Unpacking It Live podcast presented by Mishare, our partner. We're so thankful to have them on board with us. And, and so be sure to, to check them out and explore their, their options. Uh, again, I'm, I'm a member of MetaShare, my family, and they've taken care of us. So we're very thankful for five years. So highly, highly recommend uh, into it and, and becoming a member of MetaShare and, and, and tell them that Unpacking It sent you. And we will be back next Monday to do this again, 2 p.m. Eastern here at Book Live, YouTube, Twitter, um, LinkedIn, and then also on the podcast later as well. And appreciate all of our podcast listeners. Be sure to get in touch with me, Bryce, at unpip.com. For Luke, Henry, I'm Bryce. I'm a sports fan who follows Jesus. I believe in the good news that he died on the cross for my sin. He was resurrected, and through faith, I've been saved by his grace. I hope that is true for you as well, and I hope you'll join me as we live life as sports fans who follow Jesus together. Have a great rest of your day. We'll talk to you next time right here on the Unpacking It Live podcast.
For more information about the show, our events, and other resources, visit unpackingit.com. That's U-N-P-A-C-K-I-N-I-T.com. We hope you are encouraged, inspired, and challenged by what you heard today. To support our show and Unpacking It Ministries with a financial gift, visit unpackingit.com slash donate. We look forward to unpacking sports, faith, and life with you again next week.